you have the choice, whatever you're going to be presented as, you know, it's up to you. Why don't you just be a positive one? <laughs> you know, it's super, super easy. Super this easy. This is where you're meant to be. Like, I know it. I've never My been best self is better than every single person who's going to walk on that platform that Gosh, man, that was, was a moment to change my life, man. Work harder than everyone else and just keep going. Get up and do it again and again and again. The journey to a better you starts right now. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Better Than Yesterday podcast. Thank you for tuning in this week. I'm happy to have you here. My guest today is Taylor Williams. Taylor has been on the podcast a bunch of times, so he really doesn't need an introduction, but he is the host of the Hungry Dog Barbell podcast. He is also a CrossFit and weightlifting coach and just all-around awesome dude. This episode, we had nothing prepared for. It was just us uh, sitting across from each other at the table talking, and I think this turned out to be one of the best podcasts that I've done so far. So I'm super excited for you guys to hear this one, and I hope you enjoy it. For me, it's kind of like getting over myself and and like learning about the cool new things you know maybe not even cool but like or new but like the stuff that will make you be better at what you like to do because i'm sure just like you i like to just talk to people learn about them and then stuff like that and for other people to hear it and you know learn from learn whatever from it but like to actually do what i want to do and do it better i gotta learn more stuff you know so yeah, uh, that's the next thing I need to get into. Like, we're looking at Angelo's got the fancy equipment here, you know, a professional podcaster, whatever that means now, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I even thought, like, when I first started, like, I wanted people to know, hey, I'm doing all this research. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm doing all this for you guys, for the podcast. They don't know. It, and it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, I'm doing this to make the highest quality episode that I can. Yeah. And I don't need you to... Like, to be no, like praise yeah. me that oh it sounds a little bit better but like that's just natural progression of life like you start something yeah. you want to get a little bit better what's the next step that i can take for real because I mean, like, your episodes sound good and people notice that you know if even if they like don't say it you can you can hear when like an episode like doesn't sound the best you know and even like i love in-person podcasts uh, like especially like on locations at gyms because like that's kind of the uh, i don't know like the ambiance that I like, you know, not super professional and kind of like we, we just worked out stuff like that. But it, dude, like with Steve, like one of the reasons that I had to split it into two episodes is because the second half of it is literally so loud in the background because there was a class going on at the time. They're like, it's going to take me a lot of editing to finish that, you know? So I'm like, well, maybe it's just better if I split this into, you know, a, a separate part, like loud music, you know, like in the background. So I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to split this into two. Um, but six months ago, I would have just put it out, like, just because whatever about the episode and two, because, like, I, I don't even know how to go. I didn't, I didn't know how to go about reducing the noise in the background, you know, which is like podcasters call that a basic skill, you mm -hmm. know, but I'm still just we're coming up on uh, a year and like uh, two months, something like that, you know, like that. You were the first episode. Uh, we did that in like September had to have been early september or something like that yeah whenever it feels like forever ago yeah the, yeah because i mean at that time we talked about the first in-person meet again yeah that's right you yeah, know and, and now it's been like we're we're back open fucking so hopefully we don't have to I, i'm never having guests on again to talk about stuff like that you know we're just back to regular life and you you shared it on yours but i haven't really heard the whole story i think you did 
four episodes and then you were getting ready to quit yeah dude like so i was talking about that uh, did i that tell breathe that on the episode was, i think so i yeah. told the story too um literally i did your episode and then i did uh a buddy of mine from from high school he was a college lacrosse coach he was episode two um and and I didn't even like I didn't even like record them spaced out like or you know like I didn't have them already pre-recorded. I did yours and then put it out like a week later, you know, like whatever day I decided to put it out. And then I did his and put it out a few days after I recorded it. Um, and then I think episode three was with my buddy Mark, strength and conditioning coach that had just moved to Arizona. Um, and I remember talking to you about like, like who do I want to have on? You know, like what kind of guests? What like who kind of people do I want to have on? Um, and somewhere over that three weeks, Bree commented on the post and like was like, "Oh, thanks for shouting out Philly Barbell," you know. And then I was just like, "Hey, would you want to come on?" So she was episode. I think she might have been episode four or five, but I recorded two at the same time, like hers and this other girl from the West Coast that I had on. And the girl, they were the first two people that I didn't know at all to have on the podcast. So it was like reservations of like, who do I want to have on? What I want to gear this towards? And then like, I look back at all five of them. They were all completely different. And I was just like, oh, I don't have to like set myself into one kind of rule. And like, maybe other people are listening. And then it was like hearing stories that I didn't know anything about the story. I was like, oh, I like this. I, I like like just talking to other people, you know? Um, so yeah, dude, I was like, damn, what am I like, am I gonna, in, in the very beginning, isn't that so funny that like, like episode three, I'm like, who am I even going to talk to anymore? I've already run out of guests, you know, like, and now it's just like, I'll kind of not talk to anybody, but like some of the podcasts that I've put out that have had the biggest receptions or like, I've liked the stories the most, they've been people that have just like, they didn't tell like any amazing story, you know, they were just talking about themselves, you know? I have the girl Haley coming up, and I just had her on because I wanted to hear about like a college student's perspective of uh, like Corona times and how she's so fitness minded at a young age, and that's just what I wanted to talk about from her. And she comes on, she's like, "Yeah, I got into fitness because I had a seizure when I was in college," and I was like, "Oh, like shit, I didn't know that was coming at all," you know? Like, all right, let's keep talking. So I I've learned to just like you want to have big people on you know because they have followings that not only listen but engage also but some like regular people have some of the cool stories you know or like you don't even know that they're gonna say that when they come on you know so trying to get better at like reaching out to people in the beginning was hard for me it, and that kind of goes back to the learning about new things like i don't i don't want to like have people like doing pity episode for me you know like like yeah i'm trying to get bigger i'm trying to grow this I, I i would like for this to be a part of my career you know but at the same time like i don't i don't want to i'm never gonna like dm like frazier you know i'll never dm a top 10 games athlete just because like oh it would be good exposure for the podcast you know like uh, like i want to talk to some people that like i i feel like i can actually talk to you know for 40 minutes or more um yeah. yeah, I think that takes a a big learning development because sure. at first when you're like, oh, I'll just get on somebody who has a huge Instagram following. Yeah. And then I think 
you might have to do that and then be like, oh, that didn't even work because they didn't post it or they didn't. Yeah. They their followers don't engage with what they're doing anyway. For sure, yeah. Like they they they're just like scrolling through and like it just because of your name. It's like, oh, they posted again. Double tap, you know. Um, and full transparency, the people that I've had on that have, that have had the biggest followings, they do not have the biggest downloads on the, the show. Like, not at all. <laughs> like, it's been it, like that surprised me. I'm like, oh shit, you know. Um, but for people out there, if someone, if someone like makes a graphic or something for you, you know, like it's definitely gonna get more engagement in the feed than into the story. And I feel like they say the opposite. Like we were talking about like posting to the story more, like my Instagram polls get like engagement and stuff like that. But like, no one's like going to listen to the podcast off of the story. You know, um, you see it in the feed, you go back to it, you know, stuff like that. And I hate learning about social media. I was like <laughs> anti that for so long, but it is good. Like I've, I've met cool people from it, you know, like, like our boy, Mike D, you know, I, I didn't know him in person at all. And he's just like, listened and like reacted on on socials and like he's like a, a good person you know like you could talk to him you know mm-hmm. so it's like that's like a real life thing uh so it was like all right maybe this shit's not so bad you know social media in general yeah there's a lot of good out there and like i mean that's the world in general the people who make the most noise yeah are not the real people out there they're the people who are just want to see people get fired up there's a lot of genuine people and yeah. like I think about YouTube. I've never commented something hateful on somebody's <laughs> YouTube for no reason. You know, how bored do you have to be to do that stuff? Oh, my. whatever I see that, I'm just like, I do. I love reading comments, but that's like the watching the train wreck thing or the, the car wreck thing. But I'm just like, what is this dude doing? You know, like when he's just comment, like he's going in right now. Like the random comments you see on YouTube and stuff like that. Oh, my God. Dude, just be happier, people. <laughs> like... Be happier in general. Yeah, seriously. I mean, starting something like this, you don't, I mean, a year in, you don't know where you're going to be at at that point. Like you said, three episodes, you're like, I ran out of people to talk to. I don't know if I have anything else to say. And then then you reach out to the right person and it's, it's changes your life. Yeah. Like you don't know it at the time and you don't. There might not be one moment where you can say, yeah, that's that's the episode like you kind of do have that. But I don't have I don't have like a light bulb moment like you talked about with Steve. But there's a bunch of just little nightlight moments where it's like that was that was a little spark. Yeah, that was a little spark. And it's like this is what's keeping me going. That's awesome. Like I try to think about having I really like that light bulb moment or 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 nightlight moment, you know, like the little spark. I try to think about those, you know, like, uh, I feel like, uh, after, well, I should say when Bree reached out to me to be on there, it's like, okay, like maybe I can grow like a network of people, you know, like I got introduced to somebody new. Um, and then a few weeks later, like it evolved into more, you know, she became like my weightlifting coach. And then like, um, I learned a lot of things from her and like, I met more and more people just being around her and, and like learn more about weightlifting, like being around her. So it was like, wow, there's so many like other benefits outside of just podcast downloads, you know, shares on Instagram, you know, like that, that like affected my real life. So it was like, damn, I'm so glad I didn't stop, you know, but I do remember the first time that I was out and someone was like, uh, I was at a competition and someone was like, Hey, you do that podcast, right? 
I was like, oh, this is a really weird feeling, you know? I was like, I do a couple other things, too, you know, because the podcast might just be the smallest thing at the time to me. But, like, uh, they're like, oh, yeah, that was, that was pretty cool. Just like, like, did this dude really listen to the show, you know, or is he just saying that? Uh, the podcast, it's like I grow with it. So, like, that's that's definitely my favorite part, you know? I was saying that the Instagram stuff, learning about that and learning how to better reach out to people. But then like one of the other parts that it like taught me is like the solo show. I was always like, damn, I, I want to share with people, but I don't know like in what sense I, I did like five, like, like hit record and talk like five times before I actually posted one. And I was just like, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to go on there and like whatever I think of that day, that's what I'm going to talk about, you know? And then someone reached out to me after the third one, and they were like, yo, you know that you can talk for longer than 12 minutes. And I was like, oh, sh-. like, so, like, it'd be cool, you know, if, if I, like, kept going, you know, mm-hmm. like, it, people like this stuff. And it's like, you don't have to doubt yourself, you know. I think that's what happens with a lot of people. They're like, no one else feels like me. But really, everyone else probably feels how you're feeling, you know. So when you connect over that, like, it, it removes things. I was talking about that girl that, that told me she listens and we have nothing in common, like nothing. Like the, now she shares other stuff with me and it's like, like <laughs> you don't know this person. So when I say this, like it may sound like someone we know, like she shares like new world order stuff with me <laughs> and stuff like that. So not Kim. <laughs> it's not, not Kim. Um, but like after her listening to, to me talk and be vulnerable and stuff like that and, and the conversations we've had, beforehand when she sent me that stuff i probably wouldn't even looked at it but now it's like oh let me like go into your world you know so like i'm not i I don't ever like look at it now and just be like this is just complete nonsense i'm like well i can definitely see how this this shit it like people read this and look at this you know because like i i relate to it in the real world now you know so sometimes that vulnerability like it breaks down a wall and then you can get closer to people, you know? So let's stop thinking about all the shit that we have like different and more stuff that we have in common. And I think that's like what podcasting has done for me. Is that, is that what you feel like? Yeah, for sure. And I hate that I'm going to ask this question and I'll tell you why after, but is there the biggest lesson? Like, do you have one lesson that you've learned from doing the podcast that you're like, this sticks out the most? Um, for me doing it, it's the lesson would be like, like work on things you like doing kind of what we were talking about before like so like ben simmons right fucking you're a basketball player professional basketball player i get that you're bad good at defense but like bro just go in the gym and like get better at shooting you know that's part of your job so if like i want to be good at podcasting i can't just be a good on-air personality you know like i can't just be good at connecting with people like there's parts that i don't like doing but they are a part of it you know so and like it's it's taught me that better so that when I go into jobs now, like we're places that actually pay me, <laughs> like I better understand that there's there's just parts I don't like and like I, I, I can't let those lack because I'm good at other things, you know. Um, lessons like like meta lessons and stuff. Uh, I don't I don't know. Like S- Steve said a lot of good stuff. Whiteboard Daily, Carl, he said a lot of like really cool things. I liked how he was you – know, we talked about his journey and fucking I like so many things were out of left left field, you know. Uh I guess I would probably say like 
I've learned that you can think about where you want to end up, but then the journey there is like so all over the place. And that's kind of what I've learned from every guest. I'm like, like, like Brittany Rucker freaking riding motorbikes before and being an EMT. Now you own weightlifting gyms, you know, like you never would have thought that's where they would have ended up. But like she had an idea of what she wanted to do with life and she just like went on the journey, you know? So like I definitely was trying to like force my way into like the, the career path that I wanted to end it up before. But now I'm like, Hey, like what opportunities are going to come, you know? And like like we talked about before, that's where I'm at. Like I have, now I have choices of where I want to go. Um, but yeah, dude, that's that always what blows my mind. Like when I'm on these calls with people, and like I know about the end, well, not even the end, but where they are right now, and all the stuff, the steps they told me that they had to take to get there. Dude, you rode motorbikes? <laughs> what? <laughs> How did you even get into weightlifting? So like that's like the most fun part to me. You know, like just like learning about people. You know. Yeah, I so I hate that question just because when people ask me that, I'm like, I learn the biggest lesson of my life every single time every I talk week. to somebody. Yeah, and you know, it could be weightlifting related, it could be life related, diet, whatever that that thing is. And you know, I've realized that, and you've kind of brought this up, but like everybody has their story, and everyone is the star of the that's so cliche but no, like yeah. everyone who's living their life you're the, you're the main event like this is what your life has been and i'm an outsider looking in but like if i can take something that from your training or from your diet or from how you approach life a little bit differently than i do then i'm like yeah that's probably the biggest lesson that i've learned yeah and it's like every week yeah next week i'm gonna learn something from somebody else and be like wow that's that's something that i didn't think about either and it like it changes your not changes but like if you like actually apply it into your life then yeah it's exactly that that it's every week i've, I've learned the, the biggest lesson like we are evolving creatures so yeah it's not like it's not like it just stops you know it's not like one week someone taught me this and i'm like okay well, this is cool for the next six days and then now next podcast dropped now this is the next cool thing you know i'm just hopefully and ideally like my life is getting better and better those small incremental moments you know um it's it's super hard to pick out like just one one life lesson you know me and the dude jay talked about it like you you or you conversing with people ask questions that don't have a definite answer you know, because it's just like, what's your favorite color? Blue. <laughs> and then silence. <laughs> you know, like, so, yeah, ask a question that, like, either A, you have a follow-up right away to, or B, they're hopefully going to talk, you know, and, and say things outside of just like, well, yeah, this is the way it is, and that's it. You know, um, there are people that are definitely like, hey, this is the way I live my life, you know, and I, and I kind of have a standard, and that's what I stick to. But usually they, like, say more than just, like, one thing, too, you yeah. know. And I think with our generation, especially, you don't see that as much anymore. People are like willing to be, hey, I've been wrong about this the whole time. And then like flip flop right away where people, our parents might be more in the the mindset like, hey, this is life. I'm still wrong and I'm just going to keep being wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, have you, uh, what's like the age range of people that you've mostly had on the podcast? I would say it's got to be between 20 and between 20 and 30 probably yeah i was like looking at mine and i think it might be like close to that too i've had i've had like 
a lot of 30 and up people. I feel like people in their 20s, like around our age. We don't know shit. Well, that. <laughs> but, like, that ties into what I'm going to say. We we are more willing to go on podcasts, you know, just because, like, it's around us all the time and stuff. But we don't have anything to actually talk about, you know. Like, I could say some stuff, and you could say some stuff, but, like, like foo's going on you know like he's got 10 years of taekwondo to talk about and like not even just the sport of it like the the disciplines he's he's learned on there um and i i do try to reach out to older people more but like they're just not always down to go on podcasts and stuff 20 year olds Haley, she's 21 she's freaking i could have ran that thing the whole time <laughs> she would have talked you know but uh, what's your process like when you reach out to people i mean and I talked to you about this other day. I was in a, just, we moved and it got stressful. So I didn't reach out to anybody for like three weeks. And I was like, ah, I don't really want to bother anybody. I'm just like feeling like, who am I to reach out to somebody? Oh. But a lot of times it's just going through Instagram, sending a DM. And I think um, one of the things I really try to do is if I send a DM to somebody, I'm going to make it personalized. I'm going to yeah. say, hey, I watched this video and this is why I liked it. Um, I do have this podcast and it's hard because I don't want to just ask people for stuff randomly. Like I want to actually engage with people. So I might follow somebody and then for six months, never ask them for anything and really pay attention to what they're, they have to say and then be like, Hey, I think you'd be a great guest. I'd love to hear more of your story. So I try to do it that way. I forget um, where exactly I heard that, but like, not just asking for something right up front. Not a sales pitch. In yeah. The DMs, and, yeah. and I mean, the good thing about the podcast is like, we're both doing this for fun. So it's not like, yeah. I don't, I mean, I do have something to offer. Like I have an audience and it, it might be small at the time, but like I can put your story out there, like give you that platform with 100, 200 people that might've not known who you are. So I think that part's cool, but yeah, I think it's just, like not being afraid to ask people that's hard dude it's it's hard like i i remember i don't remember the first person that like that i that i just slid in the dms and and they ignored it not even ignored but like just didn't read and stuff like that but it's like it's hard not to get a chip on your shoulder you know because at the same time where you think that you go through those those points where you're like who am i you're like i don't know about you but i get to the point where i'm like well who are they you know also it's like so the human brain is just fucked up, <laughs> you know, because I, I do I could do both of those things in the same day. Think have the all spend half the day thinking, who am I to reach out to this person? And then they don't respond. And I'm like, oh, well, who are you? You know, <laughs> um, do you do you uh, like comment on people's Instagrams that you don't know? Not much. Not personally. I, I'm trying to do it more like and just not even to get that person really on the podcast or anything. Just like if I see something that like my something tells me to comment you know or if i have a thought that like i want to share it's like like actually get it out there like just say something um and it's just like yeah you run the risk of like 150 comments under it like who the hell are you is the dumbest comment ever bro you snatch 70 kilos you know something like that uh so like just getting over that nonsense you know like getting like out to the social media world because like Everybody that's that's like bigger than us started from somewhere, mm -hmm. you know. Like they were, and a lot of like, a lot of the, the like most high level athletes that are current right now, like they can't have a big Instagram following, or like they can't run it themselves, you know. 
and we both run it ourselves and can actually engage with everybody. So, fuck, like, why couldn't we do the same thing? I think Active Life said the best coach probably has less than 100 followers on Instagram yeah. or 1,000 followers, whatever it is. Yeah. But, like, they're busy coaching, yeah. not not sharing sponsored posts and not doing all the back end, you know, commenting on 100 feet. 100 people's pictures a day no, there's no way they could do that you yeah know? they're like, in the gym actually coaching getting better at their craft yeah like mike boyle like he doesn't have uh he doesn't have like 100k followers you know but he puts out some of the best stuff like the like actual sports advice and cues you know outside of just i'm sorry Bri, just yelling legs <laughs> you know like that's what i need to do you know but like like he he says things in a, in another kind of way, you know, like uh, and I'm the same way. Like I don't have super high effective cues, you know. Like there's a, a million times where I could say something uh, differently, but I'm like just like you said, working on my craft. Um, I, was, I was gonna say something about fucking uh, about not not being on Instagram, resharing all this stuff. I forget it now. Whatever. On to the <laughs> next thing. Um, I think coaches should have a certain following. Oh, this is what I was going to say. Someone came to me after I left Brandywine and they were like, Hey, would you want to post like, uh, like informational stuff? And we talked about this before. Like I was going to do like a technique Tuesday. And I'm like, wait, one of the problems was like, I wanted to get paid more for like my expertise there. I'm not going to now give it away for free. You know, like, so I think that's the thing, like, with expert coaches, though, in in wanting to help people, you should have some sort of presence where they understand your level of knowledge, maybe, I guess that's one way to put it, but you don't want to, like, I never want to get to the point where I'm posting, like, that someone could, like, rehab an injury off of my Instagram, or, like, get super better at the snatch and the clean and jerk off of Instagram, like, I'll post something like, hey, this is the way that you should walk in and walk out, like a back squat, you know? But I'm not going to tell you how to fix your knee cave over Instagram. That's for someone that has 250,000 followers because they can, they're still going to get 5,000 DMs looking to work with them, you know? Uh, the Instagram coach thing is, well, we all know how crappy that can be, but fuck. Maybe that would be the next thing that I, that I should work on because I'm working on right now, like being more open on there and, and posting more, like, uh, about what I have to offer, I guess I could say, because that's something I've always struggled with. I was told, like Terrence specifically, like, "Yo, I don't want to be the Instagram coach," you know. But fuck it, it, that is a way to to gain not followers, but people that know what you have to offer. You know? Yeah, you're gaining people's trust. Yeah, yeah, that you do know and you've done the work you've done the the level one the level two for usaw so yeah you do have that knowledge and it's like those thoughts in your head that i'm not good enough to share this because maybe i'm not the best athlete but like you have done the work and i think a lot of people have that issue where you put in the work and then you're still afraid to go out there but like the person who's already doing it probably hasn't even done the same amount of work that you have they're just not afraid to go out there and share it yeah yeah like the other like i posted the muscle up video like last week right and it's like i had people in my dms it was like if you know something about crossfit like those were better than just like good for for like not having touched the ring in a while you know like that that's like better than most people's first muscle up and essentially that's what it was again you know and they're like Oh, at my gym, it's pretty much just like 
start the clock and hard workout. You know, I go to a lot of CrossFit gyms that there's not like the teaching aspect of it. Um, so they they were basically asking like like for tips and, and teaching outside of just like oh bigger kip something like that it's like oh man like i i actually know i feel like i'm more comfortable coaching gymnastics than weightlifting I, like for whatever reason like it just makes sense in my brain so it's like damn would people take me serious if i did this weekly and it's like one of those thoughts again the sabotage thoughts like like i feel 100 percent confident if we were in class if someone came to me like one-on-one um, but like posting Instagram for anyone to see, like that's where it's like, oh shit, I don't know. Like, am I really? So like, that's the, I've spent really the the last year actively trying to get over that self sabotage thing. I think. Did you read Turn Pro too? Yeah, by Stephen Pressfield. Yeah, I, I think that I got that recommendation from you. Um, so, like literally, I've been trying to implementing stuff like that into my life. It's like just what you just said, yo. I you've done the work already. Like, stand behind it. If basically, if this is the career you want, like. No one's going to hand it to you, you know, you, you got to like be an active participant in taking it. Um, so yeah, I've been trying to get over that shit for the past like few months, you know? Yeah. One of my favorite things from that book is like the hardest thing to do is just sit down in the chair and do the work. And for you, it might be going out to a gym. It might not be sitting in a physical chair, but like doing the thing that makes you, that you are a pro at the hardest thing even for the professionals is actually doing that thing like coaching or podcasting whatever it is like getting to the chair actually putting in the work that's yeah. like the hardest thing cuz we all have we all have the tools and we all have the knowledge like you can literally google anything and i always say that like anything that you want to know ever is on google and maybe we can get into Maybe it's not all true, but yeah. <laughs> but seriously, like anything that you want to learn. And I think that's what our generation does a really good job of is just, hey, I don't know this. Let me research it. Yeah. Like I'm a big go to Google guy. Yeah. Like, right away. And I mean, every every problem or every question that you have is, is right, right on, on there. there. Yeah. And even like going to going to school, you don't get taught that. I mean, you have a test and it's like, oh, you can't use your notes. Yeah. But in real life, everything is open note. Everything is open ended and you yeah. can, you can look at it. You can be wrong. You can go back and change what the way you think about something or you can, you know, I, I coach the muscle up wrong. Let me figure out how to do it right. Let me go to YouTube or Google and, you know, sit down for an extra class like yeah. doing that. Stuff. I agree with you. I think we are really, our generation's good at that um, at allowing ourselves to be wrong or, or not even be wrong, but learn new information, you know, because I look back at the way I used to coach before and I'm like, oh, well, I don't know if that was wrong, but there's a better way to go about, you know, d demoing something or a better way to better way to like execute that movement, you know, and like, so, yeah, I'm trying to allow myself to have been wrong before, you know, like even if it's in front of people that saw me say something and now I want to present new information, you know, like I have to be confident enough in my, myself, my new information and, and my own skills as a coach to, to know that, Hey, they're going to be receptive now. And I coached this Ollie class today for the first time. And it's like, like uh, I had to be confident that these people are going to trust and believe in me, you know? And I thought it was going to be a big class. It was a smaller class. So then that changes the dynamic again. And it's like, Honestly, dude, I was like, I thought to myself at the end of the last class and even before that, like, oh, should I introduce myself as like with all of my credentials? I was like, no, nah, I'm just going to go into it. You know, I'm just going to talk to the people. And 
I'm going to let them figure out if they trust me or not. And, and both of the girls were like, wow, like I, I really like that. Like I need to work more on my technique and like in an environment that I can actually like get better at it and stuff like that. I didn't say one thing about hungry. Do- I mean, I'm wearing the shirt, but like they don't know what the fuck that is. Like I didn't say one thing about having my level two being like a USAW club, you know, like literally just trying to trust myself, you know, and in CrossFit classes, those are, that's pretty easy, <laughs> you know, but yeah, in that Ollie class, I was definitely like nervous before. Like, I wonder how good the other guy is. You know, he could be amazing or he could be terrible. That's not going to change my level of coaching, though. You know, it's like I think the other thing that goes along with what you said with uh, allowing ourselves to be wrong before or right now is uh, allowing yourself to, like, be good, you know, like like trusting yourself and not comparing yourself to somebody else. You know, like even if I didn't do a great job today, like I have more opportunities now to go try and do more. And if I don't want to take the opportunity, well, then fuck, quit right now, you know. But i that's what I wanted to be. I wanted to be a full-time coach, right? So I got to go take those shots. I got to go take the chances to show how good I am or not. Do you think you only get to that level by actually coaching? Like, could you have read that in a textbook and said, I'm not going to compare myself? Nah. (laughs) Yeah, you got it. Just like you said, you got to go do it. You got to go do it. We were talking about the the CrossFit Level 1, which is a good course that teaches you kind of how to interact with people. But it doesn't teach you to like how to actually run a class. You know, you can only you can only learn that yourself, like time management, which is a very big aspect of it. And you can write the best lesson plan out in the world. But if you don't know how to say it and like demo something and deal with the compression that's walking in late at the same time, then like you're just not going to be a good coach. You know, that's just how it is. You just got to go do it. Got to go accumulate the hours, you know. Yeah, I think CrossFit, like every Every CrossFit class I've been to, and I know it's like a lot of people say CrossFit doesn't have great coaches or great, there's a lot of gyms that aren't that good out there, but every gym I've been to has been excellent. Like the way classes are run, there might be somebody in a wheelchair and they figure out how to, how to personalize that person's workout and scale it, but also talk to us about how, how we do toes to bar and how we, you know, execute the burpee properly. Yeah. And just juggling all that and if you put me in there even though i have my crossfit level one i'd have no idea what the fuck to do yeah it's dude i'm trying to think about the first time i coached my own class like i remember shadowing and you you do that and like it's like a it's like a light just got flicked on or off because you know you could be one person standing in one square and then when the the head coach now if you're shadowing looks over and like underlays you in, he's like oh he's gonna take over now it's like Everything just went out of my head. Okay, get it back real, real quick. You know, literally that's the exact feeling I had the first time I coached a class. And really that happens before I go to any new gym, like if I'm about to coach there. It's like, okay, I know everything in the world. I am freaking Einstein when it comes to fitness. And then right before I got to talk for the first time, everything goes out the window, you know. And I think CrossFit is, is good because it's like uh, – most of the coaches like care about the stuff, you know, like we're really passionate about it. And so like that, that changes it. You're not just like a coach that's like working at LA. It's like, okay, I got to get six, six members to like do one-on-ones with me this month or I'm not going to get paid at all. You know, like people care about like, Oh, I want this person to be able to get their first bar muscle up, you know, something like that. So, so that is the, the good thing about it. It does. While there is coaches that, that they're like are just there to be able to go to a free gym, you know, 
even them usually are, are tuned into class a little bit, you know? So I don't think that it, it should have as bad, uh, bad of a rap as it actually does, you know? Like, like you said, how many people have gone to a CrossFit class? You hear the horror stories, but how many people have gone to a CrossFit class or gym where it's like the coach was an asshole 100%, <laughs> you know? Like, I, don't, I haven't been to any like that, so maybe I'm just going to the right places, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, definitely do your research. Like, don't For go sure. to a gym that one star or something yeah, like that. Yeah, just just opened and doesn't have anybody who's certified or anything like that. But yeah. like, if you're going to a reliable place, like you you kind of know what you're gonna get. Yeah, we're we're pretty lucky to be around places that have like good gyms, like longer tenure gyms. You know. Yeah, and I think the cool thing about this year is people are really starting to take health seriously. Yeah. So it's like. Hey, I want to do my own thing, and you're like in demand at this point. Like you have different gyms that you can go to, yeah, and coach because people do understand the value of taking care of themselves. Yeah, that old Glassman quote, man, I posted like a few weeks ago. Like, um, the the CrossFit coach is the the light the lifeguard. No, the CrossFit coach is the swim instructor, and then the doctor is the lifeguard. You know, so ideally, you want to see the swim coach before you have to go see the lifeguard. Um, Glassman started CrossFit for it to be the, the next generation's healthcare. It's like, dude, all the years I've ever been to the doctor, I didn't feel like they were making me any healthier, like actually healthier, you know, like they may tell you the things that you're doing wrong, like in your lifetime habits, but like, so here's this pill, here's this thing, you know, like how many times does your doctor just say, Hey, drink more water, you know, go to sleep tonight. Like, put the video game controller away. That's what I needed at 15 and 16. Not, like, any diabetes pill or, like, like a steroid-filled asthma medicine, you know. My mom asked me, like, last month, oh, what, what um long-term controlled inhaler are you on right now? I'm like, actually none, you know. Like, and it affects my breathing and, like, hard workouts sometimes. But, like, for the most part, I'm, I'm good. Nowhere near where I was when I was in eight, on, like, when I was 18. And I was on one of the steroid-filled uh, inhalers. So, like, just think about that. When does your doctor tell you to sleep more, drink more water? So, at a CrossFit gym, even the bad coaches at the five-minute whiteboard briefing, they a lot of them are talking about just health things. If not talking about it, social media gives you the, the access to go on their page and see that, like, oh, this person is doing this, you know? So versus the doctor that's, I don't, I don't know, probably hasn't worked out in five years. When I go, when I would, I, I'll never forget this. The last time I went to see my primary care doctor was four years ago, right? And we were talking about my asthma. She was asking me how it was, and I was like, uh, I'm actually running a, a 10K, like a, a trail 10K this weekend. She's like, oh, you probably shouldn't do that. Like, I, I'm kind of scared for you. And I was like, well, no, can you just, like, give me the regular red inhaler, you know, so that I can take with me, like, just in case the emergency one? And she literally had like a 10 minute conversation with me about how I shouldn't like try to exert myself in the running like that. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm not coming back here. <laughs> and I haven't been back there since literally like, so like the healthcare system, I'm sure there's good stories. I'm sure there's good doctors out there that like aren't CrossFit specific ones, you know, like how that's a thing now. I'm sure they're out there, but like I never found one, you know? Um, yeah. It's like, do you want to prevent stuff or do you want to, panic when something does actually happen yeah like yeah. you can be proactive or you can be reactive and that's like i talked about it with max last week like their their style of workout and going to the gym that's that's healthcare. yeah 
Like that, they are the person that you go to before you go to the doctor. Yeah. And then, yeah, if you stick, they're still there if you ha- actually have like something serious. Yeah, that's but why a lot- it's, a, it's, a, it's the freaking uh, a lifeguard. You know, yeah. need to be saved now. You yeah. Know? But like, and even telling you, uh, I mean, don't work that hard. Yeah. It's like <laughs> what, like, and like. I remember it's one of those like like light bulb moments for me. You know, I remember being there and like on the ride in, I was like gonna tell her about how like when I started CrossFit three years ago at the time, um, I had never run a full mile before. The first time I ever f- fully ran a mile was the first mile of Murph, like when I my first year doing CrossFit, and I was like, well, now from that point, now I'm going to run a 10k at the time. And, and like that was like I was excited to tell her that, you know, that was a health achievement to me because in my new mind, like CrossFit mind, like health was about the things that like whatever your workout allowed to, you to go do, you know, because I was I wasn't doing that to like place or anything like that. I wasn't doing that as a competition. I was doing that because I could, you know, and when she said that, when she said back to me, like, I don't know if you should do that. You know, like I'm like scared for you. I'm like, OK, well, you could be scared. I'm fine. And like I'm here today. You know, not that I love running anymore, but yeah, I did. I did that then, like just to prove to myself that I could. It's all those times that I say that I don't know why people run. I, I while I don't get it, I do get it. You know, you're proving to yourself what you can do. Um, but yeah, like that 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 specifically turned me off from healthcare healthcare system. Are you naturally a competitive person? Oh, and I ask people this all the time too. I don't know, cause like the things that I grew up and like liked doing, like I liked school. I don't even know if I like school, but I like, I was a big reader and writer before. Um, so like, that's not like a competitive thing, really. It was like, it's like a thing where you, you can exist in the same world with another people, another person and like both be amazing, but a completely different aspects. Snatch and clean and jerk, you know, it's like white or black, you know, you made the snatch and it was heavier or not. Um, so I never was in athletics really until I got into CrossFit and that made me more competitive uh, but I always liked the, the learning part of it more than I liked the actual me being amazing in it. Like, I was going to cash in my post the other day, like, if can't do but can teach was a person, it would literally be me. You know, it was like, I could do things pretty well, but I can teach it, like, immaculately. You know, so uh, I'm, I'm competitive when I'm when I'm in a moment. You know, when I hurt myself at the KOP meet because I ripped 90 off the floor because I wasn't thinking about 90. I was thinking about 100, you know, mm-hmm. like and I was like, I'll probably like have one of the heaviest snatches here today. You know, so like I'm competitive and I'm competitive when I'm in the gym and we're lifting together. But like, I don't I don't I, I lack the things that's going to like keep me super disciplined to like think about it the whole time because like I'm not thinking about competition and like unless I'm actually in the moment, you know. Uh, so it's like a hard answer for me to like give like I, I like competing but I don't like it doesn't it doesn't drive me you know like whatever I got that day I'm, I'm gonna try to stuff all 100% into a bottle that's maybe made for 90% you know something like that but like yeah I don't it doesn't it doesn't drive me you know it's funny because like as I've been doing the podcast and we both talk to basically all competitive people yeah. and like all people who are at the top of coaching or, or training, whatever it may be. And I've gotten way less competitive because I, I understand that, Hey, all these people, it's not all competition. It's not just you focus on this thing and this has to take over your life. A lot of people are like, Hey, go to the gym, train, go home. 
don't think about it. Yeah. And like you don't, I always thought that you had to be a certain way. You this, if you want to be successful at something, you have to have like be this trait solely motivated. You know, mm-hmm. one of those people that could like like so. You know, I I posted like three weeks ago about like oh I'm gonna snatch a hundred again by July, and I felt like the two weeks after that my lifting was terrible, and then we had a conscious lighter d- decision, and like from there like not focusing on pushing big numbers you know because I, I had peak every like Wednesday and Sunday for like a month or two from there my lifts started feeling better but I'm not focused on like oh I need to hit 100 again you know because like I was in competition with myself from before I'm just not that person you know like uh, I feel like I'm fitter one like I'm concentrating more on actually doing things well you know so I feel like I can surpass who I was before but like when I was like, I have to do this, you know, I'm a very kind of person that if I'm like, if I like, I have to do this today versus like, I really want to, or like I've actually earned being able to do something that day, I'm probably going to fail, <laughs> you know, like, so I, I'm competitive. You talk about competitive coaching. So I'm competitive in coaching, not in the sense of like wanting to send athletes to go do really well, but I want to be the absolute best coach, you know, like I, like I, I, when I had the interview yesterday with the person, we started the conversation off and I was like, hey, what do you need and how can I come there and learn from you? You know, because I don't want to think about not even that there's other coaches that are better than me, but like I'm not the best that I can be. You know, like sometimes athletes ask me questions and I'm like, I have an answer for this, but I don't know if it's the best answer, you know. And I, I kind of want to eliminate that, if that makes any sense. Like, oh, this is the, the, the maybe not the right answer, but this is the best answer for you right now, you know, all the time. Yeah, I think th- that's probably hard for coaches to <sighs> to say. Yeah. Like, hey, this is, what, this is what I got for you right now. It might be different if you ask me tomorrow. Like, I might do some more research and change it. But, like, today we were talking about we were doing jerks and, like, we did some pausing jerk dips to warm up for it, right? And then that transferred over to doing like the split jerks. We did a, a front squat split jerk EMOM, you know? And both of the girls were pausing in their dips. And it's like, how can I communicate to you that I don't want you to rush through the dip and drive, but you definitely can't go that slow? And it's like, the answer that I had today was that there shouldn't be a stopping point in the dip, you know? like. I, and I immediately thought, I wish I had a better answer, you know, and like, I know exactly what it is and I know exactly what I'm saying, but this is like, these are two complete novices, you know? So like, I wish that I had a better answer for you. Probably in six months, I probably will have a better answer for you. But like, maybe at that time you'll, it'll probably be because you also know a better answer. So it's you move better. I can give you a better answer and like explain it a little bit, you know? Um, so like things like that, you know, when you're watching someone, it's like, it's funny being a weightlifting coach, especially in a CrossFit gym. Cause then like, they're never moving the maximal loads. So they always have the opportunity to like, look at you mid lift and be like, is this okay? With like that confused face, like when you're snatching your, your top range stuff, like you're not going to be looking over at Joe no. mid lift, you know, like put the bar down and then we can talk, you know? So, so teaching them advancing them faster so that they're out of the novice thing and like because the novice thing is you need to worry about safety 
first, you know. So to I wish that I was better at advancing those people out of that to like, okay, now we can move loads, you know. Um, among, um, among a hundred other things, I wish I was better at, at being a coach, but that's like definitely one thing. What do you do? Like, what are you doing right now? Are you coaching wise? Yeah. Are you doing any like continuing development? Uh, so no, a lot of stuff was 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 shut down from Corona as far as like um, in person stuff. I was gonna do the the coaches development course through CrossFit and Amy over at, at uh, KOP, but then that was stopped because of Corona. I did the level two uh, since Corona, the USAW level two. Um, I re-upped on my national personal training certification. I took like the free active life courses. Right now, I'm reading, rereading Supple Leopard. If you ever read that before, I never read it. It's uh, it's a uh, it's really good. I, as an athlete, I definitely wouldn't have read it because it's a long, long <laughs> book on a lot of stuff. I read Greg Everts' book Tough. Um, I'm rereading Supple Leopard, like I was saying, and that that's like there's. I relearned so much inside of that, you know, about like movement and stuff. Um, I'm trying to think what I want my next like course to be i think i'm either going to take a powerlifting seminar um but i want like an in-person one or the crossfit level two because that's like actually about like on hand on hands-on coaching you know um i don't because i don't want to take a mentorship group <laughs> you know yeah. if that makes sense but i would like to do something that's like different than fitness you know like some like i don't even know I started following uh, the, this this sex coach online, and she does like she does like courses and seminars and stuff. Like I might go to like one of those, honestly. You know, because I think that's like the last left left out part of fitness that people don't talk about enough, like a, a healthy sex life and ways that can affect you just in your day to day life. You know, um, it's another thing with the podcast I'm trying to do is like I've done a lot of. CrossFit, weightlifting, yoga, coaches, teachers, stuff like that. Like, I want to do something that's uh, talk to people that are that are like important to your health, but not j- like inside of a gym workers. You know, like learn from them. Yeah, I like to think of people. I always go back to martial arts, even though I don't do anything in it. Yeah, but like people who are black belts in whatever. Yeah, like people. And we always we're we're in the fitness world, so we're following people who do weightlifting or CrossFit, whatever. But there's black belts in everything. There's black belts in biology. There's yeah. black belts in sex coaching. There's black belts in how to communicate better. Yeah. And so like, like following wanna, those people. I want to learn from them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly like that. Um, and I think the the cool part about being a black belt is like to, to get to that level, right? You have to like, you get to, I forget whatever the belt is before, you have to start teaching, you know, mm-hmm. to even be able to take your black belt tests and stuff like that. So it's like, those are the people that, that I want to be around, you know, the people that like, just like you said at the beginning, you, you have to be in it to really get good at the stuff, you know. Um, I like I told Carl from Whiteboard Daily, like I don't want to just teach the stuff. I want to be someone that teaches other people how to teach the stuff, you mm-hmm. know, because that's like how I can give back and keep the wheel going, you know. Uh, I think. Am I doing any other like actual learning right now? No. no. I mean, I asked, and you're like, "No, I'm not doing anything." And then rattle off like ten things. Yeah, you know, it's it's like I'm not doing like any organized learning, but like, I'm sure you feel the same way. Like, like I learn on the podcast every week too. You know, that's the other thing. Like a little secret of the trade. Like I could take coaching stuff from coaches, like on there. You know, Um, 
from, from people that, that you just talk to. And I think that you don't even realize how much you're teaching other people every day, you know, in just a regular life. Even if you don't run a podcast or you don't do any coaching, um, you could just be having a conversation with someone. And if their ears are open, they'll learn something from you, you know. So that's, that's what I try to do. I'm always trying to, like, listen more than I talk. And from there, like, people are just, like, saying stuff. One of the most annoying things that I say, people tell me all the time, is, like, yo, do you realize what you just said? And I say that in response to a a variety of things, you know, because it's, like, you don't even realize, you know. You could have said something amazing or, like, uh, usually I'm saying it to girls when they're saying something that, like, completely (laughs) contradicts what they said before. But it's because I listen, you know. Like, I took in everything that you just said. And I'm, like, processing it. And I think that that's what people lack. Like, yo, just, like, you don't always have to reply right away, you know. Like, listen to what they said. And you're going to ask a question. They already answered it, you know, something like that. So, like, that's the one skill. I don't know where the hell I got that from. Like, that I, I listen and take in what someone actually said. And, like, even if you forget the shit, like, later on your body will kind of remember, you know, your brain will kind of remember, like, listen more. It's, it's like, the best way of actually learning because people listen and they're just like, oh, I'm going to listen to this one sentence or I'll listen to, like, you know, what you said before that I'm tuned out, you know, but, like, listen and hear what people are actually saying, you know. Yeah, I think I've, all, I've done a bad job at listening too much and not, like, having expertise in an area and not saying anything. Yeah. But now, like, going and you know, just sitting here and being present and like when you can do something like this, it doesn't have to be a podcast, but when you can just sit across from somebody, just jam, right? Yeah. And especially when like, when it's you, I'm always elevated when I talk to you. Like there, there's always, I want to, you've done all this work. I've done all this work. So like, I want to show that, Hey, I've done the research and I I know that you have. So I'm like, okay, I need, when I'm talking to Taylor, like I want to be sharp. Yeah. And I think like if everyone can come together with that mindset, like, Hey, we're, we're all black belts in these areas. Like let's, let's come together. And you know, like online, everybody, everyone's just looking to reply. They already have the, the answer in their head and you can't change anyone's mind. But if you actually sit across from somebody and like, listen to what they have to say and and think about it yeah don't respond right away yeah be like wow why do they think about something the way they do and how is my thinking flawed about this argument yeah that's like super important you know it's like just hearing people like the people's reasons for thinking saying supporting something else you know it's like that's what i learned from that girl it's like oh wow like you're you're you support this you like this you know like you listen to this because of these reasons you know it it like takes a wall down like takes armor down and it's just easy for us to have a conversation now you know even if you disagree it's like oh damn maybe i actually do agree with something that you're like saying because like now i took the chance to hear it you know people just people don't even listen to their like videos on instagram (laughs) like and like or read the captions like so when you get in front of them in real life it's super hard for them to like pay attention and like they ask you something and you're given an answer. If it's longer than two words, they're tuned out. Yeah. So Foos was saying, he's like people, he was, he was vulnerable when he was real transparent when he said like, I need to learn more how to give people just that quick answer, you know, cause I'm always trying to give them the full nuance. 
it's like, damn, I've been through that before too. You know, where like I just I need to say, hey, my favorite color is blue instead of like, oh, well, I was born by the ocean, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so my favorite color is blue now. Uh, but fuck, just learning and growing, dude. You know, um, I really like that that phrase, like everybody be a black belt. You know, when you think about it, everyone is an expert on something, even if it's just their own life. You know, and if you've never done amazing, if you've never done anything amazing in life, maybe you've just been through hard times, but you're still going through them. So someone that's like going through a hard time and is like, damn, I can't handle this anymore. Just talking to you, they could be like, that guy got through it. I guess I can keep going, you know. Um, so there, there's something everywhere. It's just like you were saying about Google. It's whether or not you choose to like seek that information out or even be receptive to it, you know. And that's what that's what I've try, been trying to do this past year, like, hey, what's out there? You know, like, there might be something that I don't even know about, like, I never even thought about that I would want to do. When I thought about being a podcaster, it was like just so I can talk shit with Terrence. You know, I I never thought about the guest episodes started from Habo at the very like end of that over Corona. Everything was going crazy in the world, and we just wanted to talk to people that like had viewpoints on stuff. You know, we just wanted to like. George Floyd was happening. I think the first person we had on was, was, was Travis Youngs. And we just wanted to talk to a black dude that was like doing good things, was a, a father to his family and had a job, you know, like we, that's what we want to, that's what we want to present out to the world. So it was just like, damn, I kind of like talking to people about this stuff. Like there's so many bad messages out there. We can be a good one, you know? I never would have thought that I would be like, maybe I want to put coaching on the back burner to do this more. And I took an opportunity on it, you know? So fuck. Yeah. I love that, man. Like it takes a, it takes a special person to be like, Hey, I'm done with the negativity. Like I'd rather be the one, Hey, if no one else is going to put out the positive message, why don't I do it? Yeah. That's, that's literally just what I think about all the time. Like, not even like on some like sappy stuff it's just like damn there's so many negative messages out there like i could just be a good one you know like just as simple as that like i tell a lot of my close friends like you'll notice i don't share a lot of the 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 stuff that's happening in the world you know like any of the like the headlines and stuff like that even if it's like stuff that i would care about like and i i did that a lot before i used to post like like any uh like like anything that had to do with like um the black plight in America, like any stuff like that. Like I just, you're not going to come to my page and see like somebody get shot. You know, you're not, that's just not going to happen. You're not going to come to my page and see like someone that did something wrong. And then they have to deal with the, the consequences of it, you know, because whatever, however I feel about it, it's, it's different. Like you're going to come to my page and see something that's going to up, uplift you. You know, I, I told somebody of my friends two weeks ago, like you guys are all posting the track star that got like, kicked off the olympics for smoking weed i was like have you ever even heard of cj cummings <laughs> like do you do you know like what he's doing like he's the golden boy of usaw and he's made all the right choices like it's just as simple as that who are you going to tell your kid to grow up to be like you could tell him to go be cj who's for like a decade of his life been committed to something and has all the right things going on but doesn't get the shine or you could tell them to grow up and when they have to you know, when they have to cope with something to go do drugs like this which one are you going to do you know and i know what i'm going to put out there to to show people um, cuz yeah the negative negativity gets shared so 
I have the choice to put out the positive, so that's what I'm going to do, you know? Like, I'd rather post about, well, do you like ketchup or your hot dogs than, <laughs> than any other bad thing, you know? Because, like, look, you just laughed right there. Yeah, it's just, like, exactly. a funny thing, you yeah. know? Like, you could just scroll past, laugh, and, like, just, like, maybe you have a little bit of a better day, you know? Like, I think people tune out from that, that, like, you have the choice, whatever you're going to be presented as, you know? It's up to you. So, like why don't you just be a positive one you know it's super super easy super easy yeah you know and like cj cummings is never gonna have a headline on fox news never he's never gonna have a headline on cnn going going back at any of this stuff never so we can't we're not gonna make money off him so we wouldn't share him but it's like hey there's a there's a thousand positive people on this side and then there's the one person who's going to stir things up just nuts like i literally like some of my friends now they follow cj like cuz i sent them i literally i had to go in on them i was like yo you guys are posting about this track star i was so petty that i checked it you don't follow the olympic committee the iwf or the usa track and field like you so you posted this stuff and you don't know literally anything about it like here you go here's cj follow him he's gonna go do stuff like like not even just that deep but like you follow laurel hubbard like the the transgender mm-hmm. because of like she's not even from america bro you know so you're following her just for the salacious stuff but then you're going online telling us how you want justice for someone because that's the right thing to do well you do the right thing you know like support the right causes and stuff like that support the people that are doing better and then more people will do better because they'll get supported also you know but if i'm a 15 year old kid and all i see getting the limelight is all the negative stuff i'm gonna go do the negative stuff because i want some of that limelight too because i'm immature you know that shit like you got that choice yeah 100 percent. i didn't even think about like thinking about cj yeah you know like it's to uh, to us it's we just we follow him you know like because that's the stuff that we're interested in but like you want to think about okay hot button topic one young black kid you know young black athlete young black athlete he still went to prom like last year or whatever that time was you know like sponsored by multiple big companies like and does all the right things. You've never heard a scandal about him. Like, hey, this is the person you should go be following. And there's there's dozens of hundreds of other athletes like that. They just don't get the shine, you know? Like, fuck, you, it's your opportunity. Richard, I mean, not Richard Sherman, uh, who's the Seahawks old running back? Um, Marshawn Lynch. Everyone, when they talk about him, they talk about him saying, I'm just here so I don't get fined and stuff like that. They don't talk about the things that he does in his community, you know? So, like, fuck. You could be, even the news sources, you could be the news source that just puts out the good news, you know? Like, it's, it's, it's your choice. If you add to the negativity out there, then you are part of why it's, the world's negative. Like, it's just, and when I do it, like, because I share stuff too, and I'm just like, damn, like, I feel like I'm just sharing that just just to be involved in the conversation, you know, and I don't want to be that anymore. You know, I don't want to be involved in the conversation anymore. Like, but that's just the way that I, I feel, you know, I can't expect other people to just naturally feel like that. Yeah, I love that. It's funny because um, when I started getting really into doing the research on COVID and everything, and I wanted to share all these things because they were all negative and against the government and all this shit. And then 
just taking five seconds to think about why am I going to post this? Yeah. And then it's like, am I posting this because it's genuinely something I care about? Or am I posting it because it's going to fire people up and people are going to get mad? Yeah. And even the, the other thing I thought was like, I don't have anybody who follows me anymore that disagrees with me. Yeah. And not that, not that everyone should agree with me, but I don't have anyone who's like completely 180 against what I have to say anymore. So it's like, why would I post something negative if I have these followers who actually are going to listen to what I have to say? So, yeah, put out that right message. I feel like I'm just going to say that, like, I agree with you, that I'm still one of the people that still agrees with you. Because when you post stuff about, like, going on the Who website, I'm like, yo, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. but it's, Like, the Who website saying no not to wear a mask inside when you're working out, like, suggesting against it. I'm like, that makes sense. I guess I'm just one of the people that agrees with you. <laughs> That's the whole <laughs> But, but, but like, I don't view that as like a negative thing to post, you know, that's not like a an, an antithesis thing, you know, mm -hmm. like it's a, like a common sense thing, you know, but so I don't, I don't know if it's like me agreed or disagree with that, but yeah, don't wear a mask inside while you're working out. Like, come on now. Um, but yeah, I try to, I try to post good stuff and what we were talking about earlier, like, I, I don't want to spend as much energy just getting people that don't like me to like me. I want to foster the relationships that I have now, you know. Uh, what are we going to do? Waste all of our time trying to get everyone to agree with us and like us? No, fuck it. Disagree with me. Whatever. You know, <laughs> like, all right. Like, that's cool. Uh, so, suck. I, I definitely spent a lot of my life trying to get that, though. Trying to get everyone to see my way and stuff like that. But it's tiring. It's draining. And I don't want that anymore. Yeah, it's like, would you rather be liked for who you're not, or like hated for who you are? Yeah, exactly. I can't, I can't keep up the image of who I'm not. You know, you're gonna catch me being me at some point. <laughs> Eventually, yeah, yeah, you're gonna do the wrong. You're gonna be on the wrong side of the. Yeah. The the you know, it's like the the woke social justice warriors like. Eventually, everyone is going to be on the wrong Just side. So woke, yeah, as we overly woke, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And without going too deep into it, like, beforehand, it was definitely like a thing, like, you just give in to all the wokeness, but we should at least be able to question some of the things, you know, like, and I think that's a part of it, you know, like, I don't, I hate when you just wake up and like now CNN is telling you how you're supposed to refer to people or something like that. And it's just like, well, I don't, like, I can't say anything. <laughs> like, like, damn, I can't say anything. Like, and I think me, you and Kim had a conversation before about like, she was telling me that, that I like assume somebody's gender, you know, I was like, oh, I didn't think I was doing that. <laughs> like, but of course I assumed it because I don't know I don't know you at all you know like I, I probably assumed a lot of things about you you know like if I if I like I just probably assumed a lot of things about you I, but I'm open to learning about it and I think the problem comes in with the people that are like so stuck in like telling us this is what they whatever you know like I'm I'm black I'm not this or like I don't refer to me as African American you know call me this like Okay, well, tell me that, you know, give me the opportunity to learn that, and then we can move forward from there. But if it's just like, oh, you should know it already, and I'm offending you if I don't know that from the start, it's like, my bad. What, like, what can I, what can I say? Well, do you accept my apology? Like, you know, people are just too 
are those people just wanting to be disliked or to to dislike others because that's all that that tells me if you won't give someone an opportunity to like learn you know um someone told me a really good quote before i forget what it was it's like we gotta stop canceling and and start contributing or something like that like it was basically just them trying to say like hey don't just tell me i'm completely wrong like educate me you know like if i'm calling you the wrong thing well then let me know and like give me an opportunity to to make that mistake it's a, it's about like if people if if kevin hart was tweeting some shit in 2012 it's 2021 now i'm gonna assume he's a different person he's more adult than that how can you cancel someone from tweets from nine years ago you know tell them what you didn't like and why it was hurting society if you think it was hurting society and if not then just don't even worry about them anymore try to cancel somebody for stuff like that should yeah. be crazy and if if i'm the same person nine years from now then i got way more problems way than worse <laughs> like fam, don't even worry about me because my <laughs> stuff is probably messed up i might be making the same amount of money that i was nine years ago oh yeah no nah. if someone's the same person from nine years ago then that goes back to the don't try to get everyone to be your friend thing you know or worry about everyone being your friend because like maybe you don't even need that friend you know, maybe you're better off without them, but yeah, you know, I don't know. The world's crazy, and I'm glad there's people that have like showed me like just in general. Yo, the world's just crazy. My, my general, not even general, my specific like like quote for myself is like, worry about the people around you. You know, I want all of them to be great. Shit, like if there's people that are suffering in Arkansas or something like that, like I'm sorry for them. I'm not happy about it, but what I, what can I do? You know, if I can do something and I, and I'm I'm like invested enough to want to go do something, you know, and you know at the beginning, like when you hear something, you know, if like, oh, I want to go st drop everything I'm doing and go and like jump into that. If I am fully invested, then yeah, I'm gonna go put my hundred percent in. But I don't want to like half-ass care about stuff, you know, like. Damn Arkansas, I'm sorry. I'm trying to my people in PA. We're trying to live the most amazing life that we can live. You know, like if our paths cross, then I'm not gonna like harm you, and I wish you the best. But like, I'm not gonna post a tweet and say pray for them just because everyone else is doing it. You know. And yeah, I mean, maybe that is the best thing that you can do for Arkansas. Yeah, is to take you know? care of Pennsylvania. Yeah, and like take care of the people that are around you. Yeah, that's facts. Damn, man, I love this. I think we went for This might be one of the longest ones I've done. Yeah, well, true. where can people uh, find the podcast? Shit, somebody just sent me something. Uh, Hungry Dog Barbell Podcast. We are on, let's see, now Amazon got a little podcast. Did you get the uh, podcast? I don't think I'm thing? on Amazon. Yeah. I just got, I got, a, I got an email about it. I just put it on there. So Amazon Podcast, wherever that is. I haven't even listened to my <laughs> own show on that yet. Um, mostly where you can find me is Am Hungry Dog Barbell on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Hungry Dog Barbell on Instagram, and TDKid91 also on Instagram. If you want to follow some 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 goofy posts, some stuff like that, some funny <laughs> reels, some bad lifting, follow me on TDKid91 for sure. <laughs> and a vibe check every Sunday. Vibe check every <laughs> Sunday. Yo, last Sunday I didn't do it at first because, uh, what was it? I felt like I wasn't going to do good at the peak. I was like, I'm going to wait till after I lift and <laughs> see how the vibes are hitting, you know. Peace out, y'all. Once again, thanks so much to Taylor for coming on the show. If you guys want to hear more from him, 
The Hungry Dog Barbell Podcast will be linked up right in the show notes as well as his Instagram page. If you feel like this episode kicked your Monday off on the right foot, make sure to just share it out on Instagram and tag both of us. Let people know that you liked it. That helps spread the word and lets us know that you're listening. And if you do want to support the show a little bit further, I do have a code for you guys. It is at richmondweightlifting.com. The code is BTY10. If you are a weightlifter or a CrossFitter and you've ever experienced some wrist pain, you need that extra support like I do during the Olympic lifts, especially snatches and cleans, you can get a pair of leather wrist wraps that helps support me, it helps support the show, and it helps support your wrist. So take care of your wrists. Head to richmondweightlifting.com. Use code BTY10. I have the blaze wraps. I believe they're sold out, so you can't even get them anymore, but there's a bunch of different colors. It'll match whatever you're wearing to your next CrossFit or weightlifting class. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. I really appreciate all the support. I look forward to doing this every week, and I will talk to you guys later.